0: Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek
1: into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Kassangina. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun today because you've got the young Angie Coley on the call with, with us today. So thanks for joining us. I really appreciate you coming along. How are you?
0: I'm um, pretty good. How are you?
1: I'm awesome, man. Awesome. No, it's a good, uh, good thing to hang out with you on a Friday night as we as we do this show. So, um, yeah, I think we'll have a lot of fun because um, if okay. I can intro you to the uh, uh, listeners uh, very quickly, you're, you're a self-taught copywriter who you worked your way up through the ranks, running teams of some of the most uh, successful internet marketers around. You know, I'm really looking forward to to hearing about that. Um, because uh, I've worked with a few successful ones myself. Um, you've uh, done millions of dollars in sales in, in all different industries for these guys and yourself, um, and now now you're coaching uh, up and coming copywriters and how to conquer their fears, gather up the courage to leave the day job, which is a hard thing. Although I've done that several times, uh, mm-hmm. so so they can do their own uh, uh, thing in a, in a freelance way. So, yeah, thanks for joining us on the call. Um, no problem. I, I, uh, appreciate that. Can you tell us a, a um uh what kind of stuff are you are you working on right now
0: um well i've got some big projects coming up so I, I work for um jeff walker of product launch formula um and a coach with kevin rogers of copy chief um and we've got some big projects coming up on the horizon that i can't really share because they're not live yet um <laughs> but i'm super excited to see what yeah. they generate
1: yeah interesting interesting so um what's it like to um Uh, work with some of these big name gurus?
0: It's really interesting because I think the the funny thing about working with Jeff is that I met him through a mutual connection uh, and I didn't really honestly know who he was before (laughs) I applied uh, to work with him. And so once I was like, oh, okay, this guy seems super legit. I started doing research. I just you know, through my hat in the ring with the best application that I could. Hmm. Uh, and I think that actually wound up helping me a little bit because I didn't approach it from this place of like star struck or, Oh my God, what yeah, if I'm not yeah. good enough? Um, I just approached it like any other gig. And yeah. I think that's the funny thing since I get to work with him on a, a pretty consistent basis that the gurus are just normal people and they love cutting <laughs> loose and dropping F bombs like the rest of us. Um,
1: yeah yeah i mean i i've worked myself with uh uh of mind valley for for three years and pretty closely and uh um uh justin brooke as well um for about six months and uh, and the guys are just you know they're they're just uh, um that's what i find too you know they're just uh regular people who uh, um have a good skill set so um but I really wanted to find out um about this because this is something that uh, uh uh that I'm gonna be talking about in, in an event that we've got coming up in Poland, um how I actually managed to land some of these uh uh what I call big fish clients and, and no doubt you've done the same as well. Um <clears throat> what is the what is the um what is the best piece of advice that you could uh give someone if they you know if they see uh one of these experts is hiring?
0: Um that's actually a good I mean What I would say is if they're hiring, just know where you are realistically Um, because if there's a job announcement out and they're pushing it out to their list, that's when you land in the pile with all of the other resume piles and you're going to have difficulty standing out. Um, I think the best way to get to know these people is to get involved in their communities and really understand what they're doing from the inside out. I'll tell you, we've we've got pitches that come in all the time with people that... (laughs) Usually young dudes that aren't really familiar with the brand uh, that tell us how they can make us more money and they can like really improve the team and stuff like that. But understand that until you know the community from the inside out, everything that you're operating on is an assumption and you don't really Mm. have any knowledge about how you can help. Um, So they and understand when I say this, like they're paying attention to people who make themselves useful in the community. If you have a a guru or an industry leader that you follow and you've learned their message to the point that you can answer like they would to their people, they know you. Like I've been to events before on, you know, where people have interacted with me online for both Jeff's business and Kevin's business. And they're surprised when I remember their name. I'm like, well, you You give thoughtful responses. You help a lot of people. Of course, I know your name.
1: Mm. Mm. That's really interesting because that personal touch and uh, you know, the way I was kind of taught to apply for jobs when I was uh, you know in high school age was completely different to that. You know, you had to actually look at the uh, um, uh, company's website and basically find out what they what they uh, uh, were doing, and it's just nothing to do with communities there was no way to, even if it existed right back then, you know, I'm not sure that schools would have Mm -hmm. taught that at all. So that's really, yeah. And that was,
0: that was all about like optimizing your resume for a software that's scanning for keywords and stuff like that. And this is such a relationship business. Um, You and I have floated in the same circles for years. And when you reached out to connect, I was like, Oh yeah, I know that guy. (laughs) I don't know why we haven't connected before now. And so like when you are out there and you're genuinely trying to help people um, and like, what I would say is avoid the dick slinging corners of the internet where yeah. everybody's out trying yeah. to tear each other down and, and brag and one up each other. But if you're out there genuinely trying to help people and genuinely mm. trying to master your craft, people are noticing, and you're making yeah. good connections already. Yeah. yeah.
1: So what, what kind of uh, what kind of communities are we talking about here exactly? Because some some of these guys are quite active in there in things like Facebook groups, and while well, mm. some you know probably never never really log in at all. Um, is Facebook groups a big tool that, that you, when you talk comes to talking about this?
0: A little bit Facebook groups. Cause I know that there's a couple like copywriting related communities out there on Facebook. Um, I, people asked me how I got involved in Kevin's world. And that was, I was a paying member of copy chief first and yeah. foremost. Um, yeah. I joined because I wanted to be better as a copywriter. And then I realized that I was one of the few people that actually, when I joined copy chief, I had five or six years of experience and so I was able to answer people that were behind me on the path and needed to learn what I knew about copywriting. And, you know, as my expertise has grown, I've been able to help people behind me help people behind them and came up on Kevin's radar. And I took training with him. I got to know him really well. Um, I respected his message and his approach to business and learned everything I could from him and helped as much as I could. And that's how I came to coach for him. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And Kevin's such a great guy as so well. I have mean, only met him once or twice, but, uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, it's, it's a great point that you make about this is like, like an investment into, into your future. You know, if you're, if you're just, uh, um, uh, hang around the three groups and, you know, uh, there's off paid offers around, especially, especially if you're a copywriter, say you're a copywriter, who, which is a lot of people uh, obviously listening to podcasts are, you know, um, uh, well, duh, but, uh, <laughs> um, and you're, you want to work with Kevin say, and you, you're in his group and yous, and, uh, you know, interact a little bit on with comments on Facebook and something like that. Uh, but you won't join his, uh, his, uh, his, uh, paid membership, which, which I think is still relatively inexpensive, a uh, great investment. If you want to take that step, um, do you think that would really hold back uh, a copywriter wanting to work with Kevin?
0: I mean, it it can, and I'll, I'll speak in a broader sense, like not just to Kevin. Um, but when you're starting a business, especially a freelance business, you have to do what you can with what you've got. You can't yeah. let lack of capital stop you from doing these things. Yeah. Now that said, if you want, if you've got a little bit of experience and you've done the shitty local gig and the, the crappy Upwork jobs. And you've got a little bit, you've proven that you can get paid to do this. Um, then the next step is realizing that if you want someone to pay you real money, you've got to be willing to pay real money to get in the room mm. with them. Mm. They're not hanging out in free, like you mentioned earlier, they're not signing into Facebook to hang out in free groups, yeah. not unless they're getting paid because they understand yeah, that their yeah, time yeah, is yeah. worth money. Um, yeah. They're paying five figures to get in a room and meet with people that are on mm. their level. So yeah. this really is an investment in yourself yeah. Yeah. when this you're is, willing yeah. to pay for that.
1: Yeah, this is what, I, this is what I'm talking about. Cause we, um, and I'm sure you're thinking the same way. We know in no way mean to imply that, uh, that uh, Kevin or anyone else would only hire people who have paid uh, you know, a certain level of money. That's not the way it works. It's just a, a massive stepping stone if you are in that paid group. That's just a, mm-hmm. a, a massive pretty advantage that you have, for, especially if you're a copywriter. He has, has copywriting training and uh, you want to work for him, but you want not invest in yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're exactly right with that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's definitely not a mental checklist like, did someone pay to be part yeah, of my group? Yeah. Okay, it's not I can hire, hire them. The <laughs> but it's a subtle cue when you're willing to spend money and invest in yourself and be in the same room with these people and kind of step up. You know I Brian Kurtz talks about not being the smartest person in the room, and I think that's a mistake that a lot of younger copywriters make is that they're constantly trying to prove
1: yeah and like true, true. look
0: here's what I know, and here's yeah. how I can help and listening and asking questions is the best way to show your expertise and being surrounded by smart people that can show you the next step is the best way to increase your expertise yeah
1: and here's proof that uh that uh, that you're um hundred percent right on this is because you know uh as as i um I think I mentioned before, we I uh, wrote for AdSkills for about six months and Justin Brooke and um, writing the daily newsletter. And um, uh, well, obviously, I've been writing copy for a long time, you know, paid ads is not my strong point, you know. <laughs> um, I, I'd never, um, I don't think I've ever bought uh, um, a major course from AdSkills, um, I've never really done much paid traffic in my own business, I'm just starting to do it now. so. Um, everything that I, that I, I, uh, um, wrote about when I was there, you know, I had to learn on the job and, uh, we got started pretty quickly and, and, and had some pretty big wins, but, but, uh, um, you know, I didn't have to like, join all of Justin's programs and before he would, uh, uh, you know, hire me and, and he would never set such a criterion and, and none of the people that we would work with would do such a thing, but, uh, you can do it. And that, I think that gives hope to a lot of, a lot of copywriters, you know, cause I, I've, when uh, Justin contacted me, he said, you know, um, you know, let's work together. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, geez, the, the, the daily edge, you know, that's pretty intimidating. Not only is it, uh, one of the, uh, um, most respected newsletters, uh, uh, in the entire industry. You know, it's, it's about a subject, which is not my strongest subject. If it was, if it was about general copywriting or email copywriting, especially, you know, you know, I'd be right at home, but I had to do a lot of training there. So, so it can, it can be done.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And like, it's, it's about starting where you're at with what you've got and then actually taking action instead of getting caught in that perpetual study trap. Like you mentioned when you introduced me that I'm a self taught copywriter and it's true. I went to school and I got three degrees, none of which I actually use now. (laughs) (laughs) Like my, my master's degree up there gathering dust. Um, And after I got laid off from a job that was actually related to my master's degree, I read a book. I read a $20 book called the well-fed writer by Peter Bowerman. And then I went out and was like, eh, I can figure this out. <laughs> and 10 years later, this is where I'm at. Mm. Um, so it's about starting where you're at with what you've got and then using any revenue that you generate in investing and investing in getting better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, if somebody's going to target, um, uh, uh, these, uh, these gurus for, for, um, copywriting gigs whether it's ongoing or if it's just a freelance thing do you think that it's best to uh, sort of work your way up to sort of lesser known marketers or or would i which is it just a good idea just to go right for the big fish like a uh, jeff walker
0: that's actually a really good question i hadn't thought about it i think if you want to work with the big fish you'd better be prepared to show some results at least mm. it doesn't necessarily need to be in a related field, like when I went to work for Jeff, um, I was coming from in-house retail uh, and I had worked there. I mean, we're talking writing physical print catalogs that went out, um, writing product descriptions and sending daily retail broadcasts by email. Um, And that's not internet marketing. It's it's definitely a different field, but there are transferable skills. So I think if you bring some results to the table and then you show them how you connect the dots Mm -hmm. between what you've generated, and what you can do. Um, I think that's a good place to start. I think if you're the kind of person, and you just have to know how you operate, if you're the kind of person that needs the confidence boost before you feel like you've leveled up to working with someone like that, then yeah, start with someone that's, you know, a, a step or two ahead of you and, and target those people. Um, but just, like, understand that no one is is really going to turn around and like hand you an opportunity. You have to be prepared to step up into yeah. that role and yeah. to do your best with every opportunity that you've got.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, um, yeah, you always have to earn it like, like you say and uh, whether that's through, um, your own business or, or working with, uh, with other people. Um, <clears throat> I guess, I guess, uh, uh, I ask a question because my, people want to um, jump right in and, and work. And you know, say they worked with uh, with uh, um, uh, uh, you know, Jeff Walker or somebody like that. Who mm-hmm. everybody in the community would instantly know who that is. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a big feather in your cap. And and uh, um, but I just yeah, you know, it's, it's not easy for everyone to, to to make that sort of a huge leap. Yeah. Often people have to work up to it.
0: That's true. And I think a lot of people get intimidated a little bit. It's it's a big brand. It's a big voice but if you can speak for any other brand, if you've done work for any other brand, you can do the same, it's the exact same process. So um, I think that's how I kind of made peace with it. I'm like, this is just like writing in any other voice I've ever written. Um, Mm. And that's how we we got to work so close together.
1: That's a really interesting point as well, writing in different people's voices. Uh, Do you have Mm -hmm. any tricks for that? Because uh, um, that's one of the big challenges uh, that uh, any copywriter faces when they come on board with a new client, you know, um, it's almost inevitable that, uh, there's going to be some difference until you really get to, un- unless they're pretty much exactly the same as, as what you've been writing already. <laughs> Do yeah. you have any, any tricks for that?
0: Well, um, it's interesting. I don't know if you've met Abby Woodcock, but, uh, she was actually the person that designs the the voice training for Jeff and she's got this great download on one of her sites. I would have to look it up. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but she's got a book actually that helps uh, define how she breaks down voice. And I mean, if I were to shorten it up and this is not doing it justice like whatsoever, but you've got to develop this internal voice in your head. Um, I've joked with Jeff before when I had to write on site at one of his events that I had to actually put on headphones at one point and drown out the Jeff on stage So that I could hear the Jeff in my head (laughs) because he was confusing me by the double talk. Um, And that's really the thing. Like I'll draft something and then I'll to sound, you know, legit crazy. I'll turn on the Jeff in my head and read it in that voice. And if it sounds like something that he wouldn't say, I couldn't imagine him saying that on video, then I'll cut it and I'll rework it. Um, Mm. And that's hours of listening to his videos, listening to the podcast that he's recorded, listening to the feedback videos he's recorded with me um, asking him, like I'll literally ask him questions all day if he lets me. So we have to schedule yeah. meetings where I can pepper him with questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, it's, it's studying how they would answer things and the vocabulary they use and the things that they choose to leave out and why, um, and really just kind of understanding the thought processes that allows you to become a good mimic. And the thing is, I would say, so there's a team of us that write for Jeff. There's three of us total. Plus Jeff does some of his own writing. And the cool thing about a team is that I'm—I'm I'm never going to be a hundred percent Jeff because I'm Angie, right? Yeah. I'm never going to be in his head, and I'm never going to get it. I mean, there are pieces that I can get that are a hundred percent there that he'll publish, and that's fine. Yeah. But I'm never going to be a hundred percent everything that ever created. I'm going to nail the first time, Jeff. Mm. Um, but between the three of us that write for him, each of us brings our eighty to ninety percent, and that sounds like a very rich. Nuanced. It is. Voice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Vision was the same, you know, he he was very hands-on uh with uh with all his writers. So um yeah, we work closely with him just to to perfect and polish everything up. So um yeah, it's the same thing. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um uh what's it like? Do you um uh to work with some of these guys um like on a personal level do they are they very demanding or do they uh let you be very entrepreneurial or do they want you to sort of uh uh, work very in a rigid structure with the team um i mentioned it varies from from person to person
0: yeah and i think the thing that attracted me to kevin and to jeff are that they are exactly the person off screen as they are on camera yeah Uh, and that's probably the question I get asked the most when people find out that I work for Jeff, I work for Kevin. Like, Is he really as nice as he seems to be in person? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the exact same person. And these were guys that were preaching authenticity before it became a trendy thing yeah. um, that understood that people need to feel like they know the real you and they're True. not just being told. Um, So I love that. Like these are genuinely guys that live the message that they're saying. And there are other entrepreneurs that do that too, that believe in hustling 24 seven and really not taking vacations. Um, and, and Kevin and Jeff are both very big on replenishing the well, understanding that creativity is a limited resource and that you've got to take time Mm. for yourself. You've got to separate from work a little bit. Um, and to that end, you know there have been times that i've been on like we use a slack channel uh to communicate for jeff's team and there have been times that i've popped on and answered something at 10 o'clock at night and if he was on he was like sign off we can handle this tomorrow (laughs) it's okay i need you to enjoy your weekend um and i really respect that about them
1: yeah yeah i try and do the same with my team as well because they're always popping up at different times and and uh yeah because we're all online all the time and and we, we, uh, um, actually, uh, use Facebook a lot. So for chatting, so we, uh, um, that we're kind of on by default and if something comes up, you know, say, hey, don't, don't worry about that now. Just it's, it's a weekend. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy your evening. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it tomorrow.
0: Exactly. I'm a fan of saying there's no such thing as a copy emergency. <laughs> there are deadlines, but if it's an emergency, it's just shitty planning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> true. Um, and on that note of teams and everything um, uh, I want to dive deeper into into um, uh, the entrepreneurial factor of the person working on that team do these do these guys like uh, like uh, um, uh, encourage you to be entrepreneurial or do they just want to want basically have you exclusively because the thing with with vision you know he 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 uh, he preferred people to be focused on the team and and, uh, and that's fair enough, of course. You know you're working for Mind Valley and, and 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 everything they stand for. Um, whereas uh, I know some entrepreneurs uh, um, uh, you know, are more than happy for uh, somebody who's on their team to have their own business uh, uh, to run, especially if they're if they're not working full time. Um, I've mm-hmm. had had some like that. What's been your experience with that?
0: Well, it's interesting because I remember the last time I read a job listing that Jeff had. Like, they make it clear when they're bringing somebody on board to work with the team that they're interested in a long term relationship. This is not personal coaching so that you can launch your own business. Yeah, this is yeah. not like get to know PLF yeah. from the inside out so that you can go do the, your own thing. Yeah. But they also understand that everybody on the team is very naturally drawn to entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and publishing and doing your own thing. Like, we live the values from the inside out that yeah. he reaches. So, that said, like, we never really sat down and had a talk about, like, Here's what I do, here's what I don't do. They, and I just don't flaunt it and I don't let that get in the yeah. way of what I'm doing. I yeah. do my own thing because I'm not going to let anybody not let me do my own yeah, thing. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Um, and they know that I'm super passionate. One of the reasons that I coach for Kevin is that, you know, it changed my life when I realized that I could do this thing. And it all started from one book. So if I can help someone realize that they could start an entirely new career, they could become their own uh, copywriter, start their own business, and gain that confidence, then I'm going to do everything in my power mm. to do that, and not mm. only do that, but help introduce talented copywriters to clients that really need talented copywriters. Yeah. So I think that even if it ever came down to like, I, I just don't foresee a future where Jeff would tell me not to follow my passion yeah. like
1: that. Yeah. True. Yeah. 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 Um, meeting him briefly at TNC, uh, this year, I, he seemed like he was really laid back and, and, uh, that, that kind of guy. Um, some, some, I'd ask because some people are, uh, if they're, uh, no matter who they're considering working with, you know, it could be, uh, the, the, the person wants them exclusively and, and doesn't want them running their own business. I think the way, the way you, the way you approach it is, is ideal. You know, you, you would never, um, you would never uh, let your business get in the way of the work with Jeff, and, and vice versa. So you would never use yeah. something, some kind of inside knowledge for, from uh, uh, from Jeff's business uh, to get ahead in your own business. So, and, uh, and I was,
0: it's funny on that note because you know I'm I'm on Kevin's team too, and we've promoted for a lot of the same affiliate offers. Yeah. And every time I heard even a hint of Kevin and his team talking about an affiliate promotion. I was like, I recuse myself. I need to get off this call. Yeah,
1: I yeah. don't want to
0: hear it. Yeah. Um, and like, I won't even let a hint of I'm using this to advance like <laughs> advance my career here
1: Exactly. ever right,
0: yeah. taint my dealings.
1: Yeah, that's a balancing act when you're working with uh, um, uh, more than one of these experts because uh, uh, there could be some conflict like that, especially they're in very similar niches. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and- I saw a clear dividing line though, because I, w- I write emails for Jeff and I don't write promotional emails for Kevin. So mm. there's no need that I need to be on promotional discussions for Kevin um, mm. in terms mm. of JVs like
1: that, yeah. because yeah. I've
0: already got a gig doing that.
1: Yeah. But my next question was going to be, how do you handle that? And I think you, you covered that nicely. You know, um, yeah, Just make sure that there's no, um, no hint of even a possibility of you like being witness to any information that, that could be like that in that put you in a situation. So, um, yeah, yeah. you'd have to, I, yeah, you have to police that all the time and be vigilant.
0: Absolutely. And you have to think about how your clients would interpret your actions. And so I would rather be super upfront about, I need to recuse myself from this conversation yeah. than it ever even pop into their minds that this mm. might be something that's happening. Um and I wanna point out to them that I'm thinking about it before they ever even think about it. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's why I've got a reputation of of doing the right thing because I'm really focused true, on it.
1: True, true, true. Yeah. Um uh what other advice can you give to people who want to um uh, you know, work with these work with the big dogs uh, in whether a copywriter or anything else?
0: Um well, I'll just, I'll reiterate that it's important to get to know their business from the inside out. Like I've seen some of the pitches that come through where people yeah. are lecturing Jeff on like how to build a relationship with their audience <laughs> before they pitch. And I'm like, do yeah. you even, do you even know who you're talking to? Like, <laughs> have you actually followed our work and gotten to, because. And has,
1: and has that ever worked before?
0: <laughs> I know. Like from what I'm hearing from your pitch, I'm like, it's clear to me that you have no idea who we are and, and how we yeah, yeah, operate. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. Both Perhaps Jeff you could try and a launch Google. model.
0: Yeah, like they're both the epitome of give away as much as possible.
1: So
0: um, definitely get to know the product before you presume that you can help someone. Um, Don't make assumptions about, and definitely don't come into it with a critical approach. I know I've seen people that have a strategy of picking apart an email and telling people like, oh, I noticed this and this and this and you need to fix that and it's horrible and it's killing conversions. I can tell you that a typo in a jeff walker email has never killed a conversion for us so everybody needs to stop beating on that damn drum if they love the content that you're putting out on a regular basis they will forgive all manner of typographical sins
1: true and when you start to pump out so much of that content you know typos are inevitable as to yes. mentioned, it it's a numbers game
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah um yeah so uh what are some of the um is there any particularly weird or quirky pictures that people have Made to Jeff because I'm thinking I just saw a, a, a video of Todd Brown and Agora, um, one of his uh, his free trainings. He does. He, uh, Joe Sharifah, the uh, copy chief of Agora Financial, is showing Todd Brown around his office and he shows him some of the weird stuff that people have sent in uh, mm-hmm. with a, their applications. I don't know if you've seen this video where uh, one of the things is like literally an anvil, which someone sent in. Which I don't know <laughs> what the shipping was on that, but Joe Sharifah's got this anvil, black solid steel. Obviously, cast iron anvil on his desk, wow. which is part of uh, of an application letter for someone who wants to write copy for Agora Financial.
0: That's, I mean, I don't, I don't work in the same town as the core staff. They they're based out in Colorado, and I am uh, currently in Florida, so I don't see any of like the physical mailers that come in. I do know that we've run uh, spec challenges for AWAI and put out, and and I will say this. Like if you're going to apply to an application, follow the directions that you're given. Yeah. That's not the chance to be creative. When you're going to be creative, it's something like that where it's out of the blue and you're trying to get their attention. But yeah, like if I put out an assignment that says, hey, write me this blog post as Jeff Walker, I don't want to see you're like four pages from the perspective of a housewife.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's not actually relevant to what the job is. So, you know. I would say that, like, follow the directions uh, if you're looking to get their attention through traditional application routes, and then definitely. um, (laughs) I'm totally not actually answering the question in terms of quirky. I would say that the house, the housewife essay was definitely one of the weirder things that I got. Uh, I also had someone throw a chocolate bar with their uh, website
1: printed on (laughs) (laughs) the
0: (laughs) paper when they saw me face to face. And and I will say that too, like if you meet me at an event, leave behinds are probably not a thing. Like I got to pack a bag at the end of the day and yeah, yeah. dozens and dozens of people are trying to hand me stuff. I'm probably not going to pack it all and take it all with me. So mm. your best bet is to get to know me as a person. Again, going back to the importance of relationships, get to know me, get to know somebody that you want to develop a relationship with. And for God's sake, don't throw chocolate at them. <laughs>
1: Uh, Unless you're you're a peckish, you would mind a chocolate bar right now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I I probably wouldn't bother to read the website on the label, though.
0: Yeah, I would probably (laughs) just eat the chocolate.
1: That sounds good to me as well.
0: Yeah, and it's not because I'm a mean person. It's just that you have to understand that there are a lot of other people that are doing the same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: If time is a precious resource, I would much rather spend my time getting to know you and remember you for Mm. who you are face-to-face, having interesting conversations versus, well, that person left me a chocolate bar and so did a dozen others.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that's what it's all about. You know, um, I think the higher profile, the guru, you know, the more uh, job applications they would get both cold and, uh, and in, in response to an ad.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We get inundated every time we publish an ad.
1: Yeah. Mind Valley is, uh, it's pretty much the same thing. There's a whole culture where, uh, Mind Valley is like the dream job, you know, where because I always talk about the team in different content pieces and, and the team is awesome. They do, they do great things and they have great fun events and all of that. Um, <clears throat> so that's like a well-known thing online and, 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 uh, especially with younger people, they all want to want to be on the, on the Mind Valley team because that's kind of the age group where, where it's, uh, check, that's, uh, I don't know how I made it on there. I was like there to, uh, to, to totally trash the bell curve in, in age. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But hey, I
0: think I yeah. almost applied for that gig once upon a time when you had a senior role open. Uh, okay. I don't remember I think I think I had a partner at the time that wasn't willing to move to Malaysia and that's what stopped me. But
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even um, I considered it. Hmm. It's a big move because um the like the mind value, the core team uh is is all in the Malaysian office. There's a few satellite offers as well, but uh um but uh, they do—they do have a, a handful of freelancers, and I did freelance copy from after a while, for a while after I left. Um, but the core team is is in is in one place, uh, in one main place. And this is uh, it, I, by what way the way you've been saying is it sounds like it's the same case with uh, uh, with Jeff and everyone else. They have like a, a proper office with a core team, and and uh, um, uh, how do they? How do they approach remote working in different time zones?
0: Oh, uh, That's it. Like, we, they put a premium on communication skills and people being able to articulate this is where I'm at in a project and this is how I need help and, and keeping things moving forward instead of just kind of working in your own corner. I think that, I mean, the main office that they have there is pretty much Jeff and his family, cause that's how he started growing the business. And like, the, none of this is a secret. He's mentioned this in his videos. Like the first people that he brought on were pretty much his family members to help out. And then he started growing and I think it was natural to like pick people from the community around him. And then he started hiring, you know, all the team mm-hmm. members and we're spread out all across the United States and Canada. Um, all different backgrounds and skill sets and it's crazy from, you know, tech and customer service to videography and design. So um, it's a a pretty cool gig, I would say. um, We get together with uh, a coach every once in a while to help us figure out what we want to focus on, where our goals are, Um, and we try to spend quality time together whenever there's an event. It's an all hands on deck type situation. You'll see me at the back table at a Jeff event answering questions and checking people in. You know, I don't, um, he is very conscious in building a team culture where people are comfortable stepping out of their roles so i think if i were the kind of person that was like nope my job is just behind my keyboard mm. writing copy um i probably wouldn't be successful in this environment and then you just have to know that about the people that you're trying yeah, to work with
1: yeah yeah and i've had uh, um some experiences with that as well where um you know i've i've uh, um, been writing copy for a, a client and and um now I'm starting to look at the funnels and tracking and and and, uh, um, <clears throat> uh, even, even, uh, um, well, not so much the tech stuff, but the, the strategy behind the campaigns and, and it's like, Brian, you, you I need a copywriter to do just, just sit there and, and write your copy and relationships that like, never last. I, I like the way that, uh, the way that Jeff approaches it, like you mentioned, you want to grow mm-hmm. into things, into different things.
0: Yeah. And I think that a lot of The industry, at least the high rollers in the industry, I think they're moving toward that because that's one of the things that I do with Kevin is help connect clients and copywriters have the opportunity to get to know a lot of copywriters through coaching them um, and feel pretty confident in their skills, making recommendations. But I get asked over and over again, like, how do I hire someone like you, someone that's long-term, someone that's dedicated to learning and and growing with my company? So that doesn't necessarily equate to in-house, like physically in-house, but I'm in-house meaning that I've worked for Jeff's company for two years. I don't have any plans to leave anytime soon because I love it. Um, I've worked with Kevin for several years now. I don't even remember when we officially started working together. (laughs) I don't have any plans to leave that either. Um, And that doesn't mean that there's not space because you and I were talking about that earlier. Hey, stay in touch. You never know how the team's gonna grow. We got some pretty big plans. Growth is possible. Yeah. just because people are full now doesn't mean that there's not opportunity mm-hmm. to get in, but it's about those relationships and knowing the people that are in the position to make an introduction to you yeah. when those opportunities arrive.
1: Do you think that uh, um, it can actually work in your favor if you're uh, thinking long-term? If, if a guy like Jeff is, is full now, but he's not hiring, but um, that, means, that means that seems to me like you've got a great chance to actually build that relationship over time. And when Mm -hmm. the time comes there, six months or a year down the track, um, you're basically in.
0: Absolutely. And to you know, to go back to what we talked about earlier, being involved in their communities, talk about the ultimate sales strength when the opportunity arises to be able to say, I have this much experience in your method and I've done this, this, and this, and be able to like link them to posts that you've made in a Facebook group or on a video and like, show them how you're already perfectly poised to help the people that they're passionate about because you've been helping them too. That's like, that's a no brainer. Um, and I've seen that for people that like when Ramit Sethi was hiring for a while and he's, um, if anybody doesn't know him, he wrote that book, I will teach you to be rich and has a lot of great content. But whenever he hires, he's specifically said in public, like I'm disappointed when people don't use my methods to apply for work with me and they're not using what I teach that yeah, shows that yeah. they're just not familiar with me. Um, so do whatever you can to give yourself an edge.
1: Mm. Mm, mm. So it takes, it takes a lot of study and, and, uh, it, this is actually, um, uh, yeah, a lot more work and effort that, than, than people expect sometimes. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've gone through this several times. with some of the big fish clients that I've worked with and, and, uh, um, but the reality is if you want to land the big fish, you've got to, you've got to put in the effort required. You can't just, Uh, throw a hand line in in a small in a little river and expect to uh, Mm. uh, reel in something uh, um, worth catching
0: it's rare it's very very rare that you're going to land a gig like this with a cold contact unless you are like the cream of the crop it's not impossible I'm never going to say anything is impossible but you've got to be like mind-blowingly super impressive to Mm. land big gigs like this Um, you know we're talking about those kids that that come up with such creative packages for advertising agencies that they make the news type yeah, impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not impossible, it's never impossible and you should always try your best. Um, and then, if, as, so long as you're treating everything that you do as a learning experience and yeah, just yeah. not using it to judge yourself as a failure if it didn't work, but be like, okay, that didn't work, yeah. how do I do better next time? Then you'll find success as long as you keep at it. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know anybody that has gotten where they are at a high level. That hasn't failed repeatedly, spectacularly, and gotten up to try again.
1: Exactly right. I mean, when I, um, I uh, was uh, talking to um, uh, uh, the CEO of, of, a, of probably the biggest coaching company in the world, or one of them, and uh, you know, I started talking to him about uh, about writing copy for him, and, and uh, that would have been a, a, a huge feather in my cap as well, and. Uh, started talking to members of his team. And in the end, they, they offered me, um, probably about, um, uh, just me the math, but probably about five or six times the amount of money that, that I've ever made in my life. Wow. Um, and, uh, but it's a long, very long-term project over the course of a year. So it's basically a salary and, um, but a good one. And, uh, uh, but after, after that, you know, our communication just broke down and, and, uh, obviously, um, they, they things changed. It took so long and things changed on their end. And then, and then, uh, um, you know, for whatever reason we didn't, uh, connect often enough and then, um, you know, things just kind of dried up and then, uh, <clears throat> uh, but, uh, the way I see that, um, as well as the learning experience, is it's another thing that I could go back to potentially because I built the relationship. I know, uh, I know the guy personally now and, and, his team. Um, so I could go back to that person, um, at a later date, if, if I, uh, uh, was looking for more work.
0: Absolutely. And I, I think that's probably a big mistake that I see a lot of newer copywriters making too, is that they some, there's this like invisible dividing line in their brain between like personal relationships and business relationships and business relationships. They ha- almost like hold people to it, a, an impossible standard yeah uh, and don't allow people to be people for some reason like oh you know I, I see that a lot in Facebook groups online too you know if this client missed a payment or they weren't talking to me and like they're such a dick and I can't <laughs> believe that they would disrespect me in the industry like this and I'm like oh, did you call them did you talk to mm-hmm. them did you find out what's going in there like would you treat your best friend like that would you just like I haven't talked to you for two weeks you're a fucking dick <laughs> or would you be like, "Hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. Is anything going yeah. on? Can help." Yeah. Like, so if you treat people like someone you give a damn about instead of this like cash cow that owes you money, I think people can tell. And like you mentioned earlier, this the feather in the cap. I mean, the the people that are hiring can tell if you're out to just use them
1: yeah for exactly. their name
0: yeah versus actually providing value and believing in the mission that they serve. So. Mm-hmm genuineness, authenticity, and really, really wanting to help and being a caring person is more important than ever right now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And if you go into that, into it with that attitude of, you know, um, yeah, we we keep talking about landing the big fish, but if you look at uh, uh, an expert and and see him as a big fish that you're going to land, that that's, that's the exact attitude that's, that's going to stop you um, before you get started.
0: Yeah, because you're going to be, you know, subconsciously
1: this Just not off their,
0: that. yeah, yeah. It's like you're setting off their bullshit meter, and they don't even know what they don't like about you, but they yeah, can yeah. tell Let's that, that there's some.
1: Yeah, it.
0: and it's funny because people, uh, so many of my friends in the copy community, kind of laugh at me. I think for, it took a full year before I was actually comfortable saying that I work for Jeff Walker, and I had to actually, I didn't change my LinkedIn. I whenever. People interviewed me about the work that I was doing, I would say, Oh, I'm working for a pretty big name internet marketer, but I want to keep that confidential. Um, And it wasn't until one of the events where he mentioned me by name from stage and was like, Angie, my copywriter. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) well, he just said it to a thousand people, so I guess it's okay (laughs) if I say it. (laughs) And I think that, you know, like me recusing myself from conversations, like me not using Jeff to advance my career, like, Could I have gotten farther? Could I have made some money from that? I probably could have Um, Never say never but I'm just that's not the kind of person Mm. that I am and I think that that they respect that about me
1: Yeah, yeah interesting interesting. So I think this is all really valuable for anybody who wants to um, to uh, Work with people who have that brand name recognition. This is something that uh, I've done in the last few years you know last five or six years or more um, not, not because, uh, because I want to land the big fish, but because, uh, working with these people is such a learning experience in itself. I mean, can you imagine, mm-hmm. um, working closely with vision, uh, of mind Valley, who's a really smart marketer, really great copywriter. Um, I was working, running around in meetings with him, going to, going to different meetings and everything and strategy meetings. And, and he was providing all this feedback on, on my copy, even though I'd been, been writing for more than 10 years at the time. Um that's why i wanted to to work so closely um uh, with him and and the same with justin and and everyone else you know um, uh it was never it's never about um you know uh, that selfish uh, uh attitude it's about you know what can i learn from these people
0: absolutely and jeff is one of the most amazing strategic minds I've ever had. Like I thought that I was pretty well versed in copy and marketing strategy when I met him and I'd seen the inner workings of a, you know, billion dollar retail company, but the way this man thinks just Mm. blows my mind. I'm still learning how he processes campaigns two years in and you know, Kevin is one of the most um, people savvy relationship capital knowledgeable people that I've ever met. Um, and I've learned so much about, you know, not going on a war path every time I feel some slight and, and actually building relationships with people and giving them grace for being human. And so like what I've picked up in working with them and for them and, and helping them further their missions is just priceless.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so what's the next step for anyone who, um, uh, wants to go down this path. Can they find out about more at uh, uh, your website?
0: Yeah, I have a website, angiecoley.com. Um, I don't really take on any copy projects all that much, but I do some copy coaching and consulting. Oh, um, cool. and I'm more focused on helping freelancers kind of find that courage to take the next step. Cause the reality is like, if you're doing most job boards or Upwork or any of those sites that you're always going to be, playing small potatoes, like build yeah. the relationships step out of your comfort zone. There's more than enough work at these top level gigs to go around. Mm. Um, and they're thirsty. So, so friggin' thirsty for talented copywriters.
1: Yeah. 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 And, uh, uh yeah, it's very important. And if you're listening on iTunes, um, go to, uh, We'll, I'll put the link, link in for everything up there and the transcript and everything. So go and check that out. But uh, um, yeah, I highly recommend that, uh, that uh, you follow Angie closely and, and, uh, and uh, learn from her in every way that you can, because she's, um, she's someone that you could definitely pay attention to. So yeah, I, I really appreciate you spending time with us today. Uh, it's Absolutely. been very enlightening, very valuable. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll have to do this again sometime. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. Ev. Talk to you later. Thanks. Thank you for listening to geniuses of copywriting with Brian Casagina to get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show. Go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.